Welcome to Stockholm Community Church. I am so glad that you are part of the service today. My name is Carolyn Dunn, and I have the privilege of serving as the lead pastor of this amazing church. Right now, we are not meeting in person. We are meeting where you are. So wherever you are tuning in today, we are so glad that you have chosen to be part of the Stockholm Community Online Service. We are a local church but that has a global impact. Just this week, because of your generous giving, Stockholm Community Church sent a donation to two church plants on the Swahili coast to make sure that they could start building a building to start meeting in. Isn't that so cool? So we are a local church with a global impact and that is because you are part of this church. So whether you have been with us since the beginning, two years ago when we started Stockholm Community Church, or you are tuning in for the very first time, I wanna say welcome. And this is a place for you to belong, to believe, and to become all that Christ has for you. If you haven't said hi in the chat yet, we wanna hear from you. We wanna know that you are here. So we are in the middle of a brand new series called Guardrails. Now I do need to give credit where credit is due to Pastor Andy Stanley. He's the pastor of North Point Church in Atlanta, Georgia in the United States. And he developed this series many years ago and we just said as a team, we want Stockholm Community Church to hear this teaching because guardrails are so important in our life. So we are in week two. If you missed week one, go back. You can listen to it on a podcast. You can look at our Facebook page, on our YouTube, and you will find last week. So if you missed it, make sure you go back and watch it. So guardrails. A lot of times we drive down the road and we don't even realize that there are guardrails on the road. Now, the definition of a guardrail is a system designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. So the purpose of a guardrail is to keep you, as the motorist who's driving on the road, safe. The guardrail actually helps you to come back to the road if you were to bump into it. It slows you down, or it may actually stop you. And that's what a guardrail is designed to do, to make sure that you don't go into that dangerous area, that you don't go off the cliff or off the bridge into that ditch, but to keep you safe. And a guardrail is put into place because it's better that your car gets a little damaged than your body gets damaged, right? And so guardrails, though we don't bump into them very often when we're driving, hopefully, <laughs> you know, they are put in a place to keep us safe. So what does guardrails have to do with our life? Now, the guardrail, and I'm going to come back and just say this, a guardrail is not actually put in the most dangerous part of the road. No, actually a guardrail is put where it's actually safe. But if I were to go beyond the guardrail, that is the danger zone. So we need to have that in our mind too. A guardrail is actually put up in a safety zone to prevent us from going into the danger zone. Now we're gonna use our own definition here this morning of what a guardrail 
is. So a guardrail is a personal standard of behavior. So as I establish a guardrail, it is a personal standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. I set it up for myself. I set it up for my family. I set it up in all of those different areas in my life that impact me. We are gonna look at one key theme verse for this series, and it is Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Great verse, great verse. And that's gonna be our guiding verse as we continue through this series. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever met someone that you wish you had not met, right? Maybe some laughs here on the screen here. Yes, we can always say that, that we probably have met someone that we wish we had not met. Or maybe someone that we wish our spouse or that our kids had never met. When I ask that question, is there someone that you wish you had never met? Maybe your thoughts went back to grade school, maybe to university, maybe a former or maybe even a current co-worker, but someone that you said, oh, if I hadn't met them, then this would not have happened in my life. Now, we're going to talk about relationships here today. We're going to really establish what can some guardrails look like in our relationships. All of our relationships need guardrails. The relationships that our kids have need guardrails. Now, our culture does not encourage guardrails. They just don't. Our culture will not tell us where a guardrail should be. We live in a culture that baits us to do this, experience that, purchase this, say this. But then when we do, or we mess up, or we find ourselves in a bad place, culture chastises us, corrects us, even demonizes us for making those choices. Now, today, as we talk about relationships, we're going to talk about healthy relationships. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. And we're going to talk about having boundaries to people that you are close to. Now, some of you, I know you've already gone there. Well, that sounds a little critical. That sounds a little judgmental. Doesn't the Bible tell us that we should love everyone and that we should accept everyone? Well, here's the deal. I am not asking you to be judgmental. You see, there's a difference of being judgmental and having good judgment. Being judgmental is me setting myself up as the judge, setting myself over you, saying what you should do, what you shouldn't do, sharing my opinion. Being judgmental is me judging you. And that's not what we're asking you to do here today. 
I am asking you to have good judgment. So what is good judgment? Good judgment is about me. Good judgment is me judging and drawing conclusions on my past experiences, my current circumstances, and even for the dreams and hopes that I have for the future. You see, it's about me deciding what is best for me. That is exercising good judgment. Now, again, being judgmental is me judging you and casting my opinions, my thoughts over you. Using good judgment is me judging me and deciding what is best for me so that I can have the life, the abundant life that Christ has for me. Now, my judgment of myself, I'm going to establish guardrails so that it'll ensure that I have healthy relationships and, and good friendships moving forward. So again, we're going to exercise good judgment as we establish guardrails in our lives as it has to do with friendships. Now, there's a quote that I have lived with for probably over 25 years, so a quarter of a century, but it is a phrase that I have used to teenagers, I have used over myself, I've shared it with my own kids, and it's this one, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Another quote that I really like too is that you are the average of the five closest people to you. So obviously we all know that who we surround ourselves with will impact for the direction that we're going. Now, the Apostle Paul talks about friendships too and, and gives us a little bit of a warning. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Now, I don't know which one of those three kind of friendship quotes that stick out to you the most, but we all have to realize that good friendships will improve your life. Now, men, you need healthy, God-honoring, integrity-filled friendships in your life. Ladies, you need God-honoring, healthy friendships in your life so that you can improve your life with God and with your family. We all need healthy, God-honoring friendships in our life. Who are your friends pointing you to? What direction do your friends want you to go? Or maybe even what direction are your friends going in? Now, we are not designed to be loners. No, we are designed to be in community. We are designed to journey with people and to do life. So this is not a time to go back and, and sit and be alone. No, we need healthy relationships, healthy friendships. And in this pandemic, let's be honest, we are isolating ourselves. We are withdrawing to stay safe, to make sure that we're not gonna get exposed to COVID. But what that does too is all of a sudden we're not spending time with people the way we used to. We're not interacting. And all of a sudden we get used to it. We have this big vibrant life with lots of people that we may be sitting alone in our homes. We work from home. 
We eat all our meals at home. Maybe we don't interact. And I'll tell you this, when things start getting back to somewhat normal, whatever normal is, our new normal, we have to fight to not isolate ourselves. We have to fight to not be loners, but to say my life and others' lives will be better if I dare to step out and to step in into other people's lives. So as we talk about friendships, friendships are so great because they can pull out the best in us. But just as friendships can be so great, friendships can also be dangerous. Because what happens is when we spend time with friends, what do we do? We let our guard down. We don't have our defenses up. We're not tiptoeing around, but we're with friends and we're comfortable and we're having fun. But our guard goes down especially with the people that we're really close to. And here's the thing, we are attracted to certain people because all of us, we want acceptance. We are not drawn to people who reject us, but we are drawn to people who accept us for who we are and who welcome us in. And that is great if these people are going in the right direction, if they are giving us godly influence. But it's not so great if these friendships are taking us down a road that we never wanted to or intended to go down. Now, scripture is so amazing because we can find so much truth that is written in scripture that can guide and lead us today. And even though it may have been written thousands of years ago, the truth of God's words still remains true today. And if we go to the book of Proverbs that was written by Solomon, who is considered to be one of the most wisest people of all times, we're going to see that he's got a thing or two to say about friendships. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. The top half of that verse is actually a promise, but the second half of that verse contains a warning. So he promises here that wisdom is contagious. So you walk with someone who is wise, guess what? You are gonna become wise. What an incredible promise. Now, wisdom is contagious. Now we would think maybe that Solomon would have said here, if you walk with fools, if you have the companions of fools, you will become a fool. But actually that's not what Solomon says here. He actually says that if you walk with someone who is foolish, you will suffer harm. Now, according to scripture, a person who is wise understands that all of life is connected. By connected, it means what you do today, what you think about, what you decide today, the attitude that you have today will influence your tomorrow. And also that what you did yesterday will impact your experience in life today. Life is all connected. 
There are no isolated events, isolated habits, isolated thought patterns. No, there are no isolated relationships or eating habits or lack of habits. They are all connected. So a wise person doesn't just make a decision based on today. They make a decision knowing that it's going to impact tomorrow and that it's going to impact the day after tomorrow. And this scripture teaches us how important it is to not just be focused on today, but say, God, what direction, what am I intentionally doing to move my life closer to you? Now, how you make decisions, the way you view your body, your health, your morality, how you run your business, your reputation, your family, all of that is connected. We don't live a life in silos, but a wise person sees how this area of my life impacts this area of my life and how I want this area of my life to impact that area of my life. So we don't operate in silos, but we look at our life that all of it is connected. Now, again, the warning isn't that if I have a companion of fools is that I'm going to become a fool. And this is where we get a little bit tripped up, right? This is where we feel like we're going to be maybe a little bit judgy, right? Now, I'm going to diffuse your defenses here a little bit when you're just saying, well, I can hang out with these people, but I'm not going to become like them. And I'm going to agree with you. I can hang out with people and their worldview may never become my worldview, right? Their actions may never be something that I do. But the warning that Solomon gives us here in Proverbs is that actually being in the companion of fool, I'm going to actually experience harm. Now, what do I mean by that? Maybe I don't participate in what they're doing, but what they do impacts me. We've all seen it, whether it's in movie or we read the story, you know, the headline on the news. I didn't commit the crime, but I was with the person who committed the crime. So therefore, I am now an accomplice. I didn't do the crime. I didn't do the thing that was wrong. But because I was with that person, I was seen as the accomplice. So now, what is a fool? Let's define a fool. What does the Bible say a fool is? It's a person who disregards God. It's a person who is given to impulse. They just do whatever they feel like, when they want to, whenever they want to, no matter the consequences. A fool is a person who knows the difference between right and wrong, and they just don't care. You may say to a fool, don't you know where this is going to lead? And they say, yeah, but I really don't care. Or you may say, well, doesn't that bother you? And they say, ah, it'll work out. Who will find out? No one will know. That is the definition of a fool. Now, the Bible even says, don't even waste your breath trying to correct a fool. Because a fool isn't interested in living a life that follows God's standard of doing what is right and wrong. A fool will actually laugh at you. You may look at a fool and say, oh, if you do that, that's not going to be good in your marriage. And the fool says, eh, I know that, but you know what? I don't care. A fool's never going to say, oh, 
thank you so much for telling me. I didn't know. No, a fool, they just don't care. Now, so scripture teaches us that keeping a companionship with fools will lead to harm. You will regret that relationship because of the shrapnel that will come because of the choices that that friend is doing. Again, I'm going to come back to saying this. I am not judging them. I am just making a good judgment of what is best for me, of where I want to live my life, what I want my life to be filled of, and the direction that I want my life to go. So now we're gonna talk about some practical guardrails. What do these practical guardrails look like? I want you to think about your current friendships. And so let me ask you a couple of questions first, just to kind of take the pulse here a little bit. If you have friends who do not care about their life, do you think they're gonna care about your life? If you have friends that don't take care of themselves, are they really gonna be concerned about taking care of you? If you have friends who are careless with their finances, do you think that they're gonna be on a lookout or being careful with your finances? If you have friends who don't care about their health or mental well-being, do you think that they're going to care or be concerned about your health and mental well-being? So whether you ever think like them or not, because you could hang out with fools and not think like them, or whether you ever behave like them or not, you are in a dangerous, dangerous place because the companion of people who could care less of what happens to them or care less of what's going on in their life, there will be consequences for that. And the consequences of their actions, their thoughts, their behaviors will have an impact on you. You may even, as I'm talking, you can already think about people whose actions, you didn't participate in them, but their actions had a big impact on you. Maybe it was a coworker, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a spouse, maybe it was a parent. And so we're talking about having healthy boundaries here so that I can live the best life that I have. I am not talking here about rejecting anyone or judging anyone, but I need to make choices that are gonna be the best for me. So again, using good judgment in my life. Now, we are still going to be compassionate and we are still going to love people and we are still going to accept people exactly where they're at. That's one of the reasons we say here at Stockholm Community, this is a place for you to belong. You don't have to jump through 20 million hoops before you can belong. No, you can just belong right away. But what happens is if I'm spending a lot of time with fools, eventually their choices will put me in the danger zone. And if I'm in the danger zone, I am in no position to help them in their danger zone. So we wanna stay out of the danger zone so that we can be the men and women of God who love people, 
who are there for people, who can give wise counsel, who can show compassion and can show acceptance, right? I can't live in the danger zone and take care of people. No. So I stay in my lane with my guardrails in place so that when my friends find themselves in a danger zone, they find themselves going off the cliff, I'm at a spot where I can help them. And that's where we want to be. You see, culture says, how close to the line can you get? I don't want to get close to the line. I want to be in the middle of my lane, safe, making great choices because I have established guardrails in my life. So let's take a look at a few different guardrails. Now, you may want to adapt all of them. You may only want to adapt a few of them. I would recommend these are all good guardrails to put in your life. But what I want you to do is I want you to pray about this. I want to see, I want you to see God and say, God, what guardrails do you want me to put up when it comes to relationships? So the first guardrail is when it dawns on you that your core group isn't moving in the direction you want your life to be moving. So when it dawns on you that your value system, the way you view your marriage, how you're raising your kids, the type of family you want to have, your finances, your spirituality, your health is going in one direction, but the people that you're hanging out with, they're going in an opposite direction. That's a guardrail. And so this is what I'm going to say is you might need to find some other people who are going in the direction that you're going in. Find some new friendships. That's why here at Stockholm Community, we talk about community groups. We love community groups because our hope is that you would find yourselves in a group with some people who are going the same direction as you so that they can encourage you and so that they can inspire you and you can do the same with them. So if you have not found yourself in a community group, Come on, we do them every other Friday for an hour and a half. And I'll tell you, there are some amazing conversations that happen. Okay, that was my community group plug. I can't tell you how passionate I am about community groups, but it is. Some of us, we need some new friendships and a community group is a great place to find some new friendships. Now, guardrail number two, when you catch yourself pretending to be with somebody other than who you know you are. So it's really those moments when you are with people and, and you find yourself maybe doing and saying things that in the inside of who you are, you're like, mm, that's not really who I am, but I got to be this when I'm around them. It's like when a conversation is happening and everyone's agreeing and nodding their head and you want to go, no but you look around and everyone else is saying yes. And you go, oh, I, I should probably nod. I should probably agree because they're my friends or what are they going to think of me? So you pretend to be someone that you are not. Now, here's the key. If it bothers you that you need to pretend to be someone that you're not or agree with things to just fit in, that should be a guardrail in your life. Number three, when you feel pressure to compromise. And so let me maybe say it in a different way for you. It's when there is something that has never been a temptation before, 
right? You've never struggled with something before, but all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation and all of a sudden you're tempted to do something that you were never tempted to do. And you know that if you do it, you're going to end up on the other side of the guardrail. Now, again, it's not saying that you've done anything, but when you start feeling the temptation to do something that you've never thought you would do or thought you would be a part of, that's your guardrail. Just even the temptation to go, mm, I'm wanting to compromise who I am when I'm around these people. That's my guardrail. It's when you feel pressure. Oh, come on, it's just this one time. Oh, come on, who's gonna know? Oh, don't be such a prude. Oh, don't be so legalistic or restrictive. Live a little. And all of a sudden, because of the people we're around, we find ourselves compromising things we said we would never compromise. So just even the temptation of wanting to do it should be where our guardrail is up and our conscience should light up and go, no, 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 no. I don't want to go there. I don't want to end up over there. Guardrail number four. When you catch yourself saying, I'll go, but I won't participate. I'm not going to go. I, or I'm going to go, but I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to be in proximity of what it is, whatever it is that they're doing. And again, if we remember Solomon's warning, he says, you will suffer harm for just being in the proximity around it. And the question is, why even go? Go, but not participate. And so that needs to be that guardrail. That should be that kind of red light that flashes. And Solomon just knew, he's like, if you hang around with fools, if you are too close to them, when their life explodes, when they get caught doing whatever they're doing, it just will be a ripple effect that will impact you. Now, fifth guardrail. Here's the last one. Your conscience should light up when you hope the people you care about don't find out your whereabouts. So your conscience should light up when you go, oh, I hope that my spouse or my kids or my friends from church don't know where I am and don't know what I am doing, that should be an immediate going, ooh. You know, it's kind of one of those, do I really want my grandma to know where I am? Do I really want my grandma to know what I'm doing? You know, it's one of those like, you just don't tell grandma everything, you know? Because grandma, you know, Maybe she'd be shocked. Maybe she would be worried. But if we do that, if we withhold information from those who are closest to us of what we're doing, who we're hanging out with, what activity we're participating in, that should be our guardrail. These friends are not friends that I should be hanging out with. Because guess what? I'll be going off the cliff. Now, our culture says it doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you are not... Go ahead and fill in the blank. Wisdom says, if it bothers me that the people I respect and love the most would know who and where I am, that needs to be a red flag. And that is my guardrail. So here's the deal. We all 
need to have guardrails with our friends. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so passionate about guardrails when it comes to friendships. Because over the years, I have had hundreds of conversations with people that said, I don't know how I ended up here. I don't know why I did what I did. And they find themselves over the cliff. They find their lives being turned upside down. And if only they had established some guardrails with the friendships in their lives, they never would have found themselves there. And so again, I'm gonna say that our lives are so determined by who we hang out with. Our lives are impacted by the people we hang out with. And as just as Solomon said, spend time with the wise and you will become wise. I wanna be around people. And so practically, what does this look like? I want you to take a look at your friends list. Who are the people that you hang out with? Who should you increase time with? Because there may be some people that you don't spend enough time with. And who do you maybe need to decrease time with? And then I'm going to really challenge you to lean in to the friendships that are going to spur you on, that are going to challenge you, that are going to encourage you to become all that Christ has created you to be, all that Christ saved you to be. You see, we all have a purpose and I want to surround myself with people who will speak truth into me, who will inspire me, who will encourage me, who will share scripture verses with me that I go, wow, the Bible says that? And then there are friendships I need to lean out of a little bit. I'm not saying cut them off. I'm not saying stop answering phone calls, not at all. But the influence of people in my life need to align with where I want to go in life. And it needs to align with what God has called me to be and what God has called me to do. And then I'm going to tell you, tell someone, if you know that you have some friendships in your life that are a little toxic, tell someone, maybe in a community group, hey, I'm just trying to put a little distance here. I'm trying to make a, be a good judgment for what is good for me. Because I'll tell you, we got this one life that we've been given. This one amazing life that is filled with amazing plans from God and to do things with God so that we can make an impact all across this world. But if I don't establish guardrails in my relationships, I could find myself not going in the direction I'm called to go, but going in a completely different direction. Thanks for being part of the service this morning. And I'll tell you, if you need prayer, if you need some encouragement, don't hesitate to reach out. You are not doing this life alone, but we are here as a church family. And our goal is that together we become more like Jesus every day. Have a great day, Stockholm Community Church, and we'll see you next week.